Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. On 95-7, the game. The Hornets lead. Curry takes it up to midcourt. Curry steps back. Shoots the three at the buzzer. Banked it home! He banked it in at the buzzer! The crowd yelling its disbelief. Two lead changes in the last five seconds. That... That's right, and the Warriors would lead 88-87 at the end of the third quarter as the Warriors were a plus four in the final second of the second and third quarters. Uh, They had the one-point lead going to the fourth, but just 14 points for the Warriors in the fourth quarter. As they go cold down the stretch, the Hornets wind up handing the Dubs their first road loss of the season 106-102 is the final in this one. Charlotte gets the victory over the Warriors. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson here on 95-7. The game as the Warriors drop to 11-2. The seven-game winning streak is over as the Warriors, of course, winning the final seven games of the eight-game homestand. And now the Dubs will turn their attention to the Nets on Tuesday, but lots to discuss with you uh, following this one. We'll hear from Steve Kerr coming up here momentarily in a, a ball game where uh, the Warriors just never really got a, a, a lot of traction offensively. They wind up finishing this game shooting 42. Nine of 39 from three-point range. The Hornets did a nice job defending Stephen Curry in another return back to Steph and and his hometown as Curry ends up 7 for 22 on the night, 3 of 13 from three. And really, a a couple of things here that tell you the story of this ballgame. One, the Warriors getting outmade from three-point range as the Hornets knocked down 14 three-pointers in this one. The Warriors knocked down just nine. Rare you see Golden State uh, in single digits in terms of of three-pointers made. And the nine for 39, uh, both teams playing pretty good defense down the stretch in this one. Uh, But the Warriors, a lot of missed open looks. Uh, over the course of this ball game, 
And while Golden State finished the ball game with 15 turnovers, they had five turnovers very quickly early on uh, in this one. And then turnovers weren't really all that problematic until late in the third quarter, early uh, in the fourth quarter. And and then Steve Kerr uh, with some lineups, uh, which will be explained when we hear from the head coach uh, from Charlotte here coming up uh, in just a little bit, uh, prioritizing defense over offense down the stretch uh, in this one with Kevon Looney finding his way uh, on the floor late with Gary Payton the second finding his way on the floor late uh, in addition to Stephen Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Andre Iguodala, and, and Draymond Green. And uh, ultimately it winds up being a night where the, the Warriors just just didn't have a, a, enough offense. They, they hung in the game. They, they made runs in the game, but there was never really that big run where the defensive force was met by an offensive hot streak uh, and, and the Warriors. It always kind of felt like it was coming. It felt like they were maybe just one little spell away from, from pulling out to a six or an eight-point lead. And then at that point, a lot of the pressure would have been on the Hornets uh, in, in this one to try and maintain it. But but the Warriors were never able to find that, uh, whether it was turnovers, whether it was just some open looks that the Warriors had been making through these first 12. Uh, those shots were not falling for Golden State with the regularity. And the Hornets got just enough of scary Terry, Terry Rozier, down the stretch uh, in uh, an ironic uh, twist of fate, uh, Rozier uh, winding up uh, with the, the jump ball scenario, Draymond Green finding himself uh, involved as the Warriors uh, came from four down to tie the game uh, at 102. Miles Bridges then with a bucket that made it uh, a 104-102 lead uh, in in uh, favor of Charlotte and then Kevon Looney uh, on the dish uh, from Stephen Curry got fouled going up attempting to score bad free throw shooter is Looney he misses a couple of free throws there uh, the Warriors after a timeout able to tie up Rozier uh, with uh, a great defensive play really Draymond Green and Iguodala trapping and tying up Rozier uh, in those closing seconds uh, but the jump ball goes to Charlotte Rozier then fouled uh, makes a couple of free throws and then uh, the Warriors uh, still had the opportunity to maybe knock down a three, but the Hornets were able to defend the three, and the Warriors couldn't get anything going uh, at the rim, and uh, that winds up being a wrap uh, in this one as the Hornets are able to get the stop and win this one by the final count of uh, 106 to 102. 888 957-9570. That's the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text. John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Your thoughts as the Warriors winning streak comes to an end uh, in this one. What did you think of, of the lineups that Steve Kerr used down the stretch in this one? Again, prioritizing defense uh, over offense. And, and that's one thing that, that we've talked a lot about the fact that it is going to be a balancing act for Steve Kerr because he has so many players that provide different things. It's which player is going to be the, the, the right man to finish the job for the Warriors on a given night when it comes to the closing lineup. And the Warriors, in fairness, haven't played a lot of close games. They've been able to take control of games before they've come down to the the final possession uh, or the final couple of possessions, uh, essentially in in every one of these uh, 
games, with the exception of a couple. The Memphis game went down uh, to, to the end there. The Warriors lost that one in overtime. The Clippers game uh, went down to the end in, in the home opener. Uh, but for the most part, the Warriors haven't been in these situations as frequently where it's kind of on Steve Kerr to decide, all right, you know Curry's going to be out there. You know Draymond's going to be out there. Wiggins is probably going to be out there. You know he's going to love to want to have Andre Iguodala out there. Who's going to wind up being the fifth guy uh, that, that's going to be out there for the Warriors? Is it going to be a, a Jordan Poole? Is it going to be Gary Payton the second? Do you go Damian Lee, as Steve Kerr did uh, for a, a possession there? Or, or as in the case in the final couple of possessions, is it going to be uh, a guy like Kavon Looney. So tonight, again, Kerr rolling with the defense and then put uh, wound up in a position where they just didn't have uh, quite enough offense in this one. Some other thoughts on the game, uh, just generally speaking, uh, I mean, a night where Charlotte came out hot early, LaMelo Ball making threes, four for five in, in the first quarter. Uh, these are you know, two uh, of the top scoring teams in the league. The Warriors had been uh, much better defensively uh, with the number one overall ranking. I know the Hornets uh, in the bottom five, I believe, coming into this one uh, overall in defense. Uh, and uh, you know, one of the bright spots for the Warriors tonight, uh, Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, although I think overall, one thing that you always want to keep tabs on is bench players, right? And bench players traditionally playing better and more consistently at home than they do on the road. Bench players, role players, the others, uh, as Whitey Gleason on on Warriors Live had quoted uh, the great Shaquille O'Neal, what are the others going to do? And and I think so often you find that the others typically play more effectively, more consistently at home, and and the Warriors ran through that homestand where they were getting big contributions almost on a night-in, night-out basis from a bench player here or a bench player there that would have a big game. The main guys would do their thing to a certain extent, uh, and, and it would be enough to, to flip a game and, and steer a game in, in the direction of, of where the Warriors could could ultimately gain control. Uh, tonight, it, it really wasn't there uh, overall when you look at, at the bench. Nobody really noticeably played great uh, off the Warriors bench other than Jonathan Kaminga, who played uh, a little bit under 10 minutes and his trajectory continues to be a a positive one. He made a legitimate impact on the game. Second quarter, Kaminga is basically playing the center spot in the rotation for a second consecutive game. Four quick finishes at the rim for eight points. He had a beautiful spin move for a layup. That was the the best of the bunch. He was defending. He was rebounding uh, the basketball. Uh, it, it was it was all cooking uh, for for Jonathan Kaminga in, in this one, and and he was a factor. It, it looked like the Warriors lacked some juice. Uh, I thought in the in the first quarter. Plus, but Kaminga gave them juice. He's got an infectious style of play to him that I think on nights where maybe a team is a little bit flat, and I do think the Warriors were a little bit flat, that that he can give them uh, that that kind of run, and uh, ultimately, uh, you know, help them, you know, maybe gain gain some traction uh, in, in a game. Uh, but other than Kaminga tonight. Nobody really had a great night uh, among the Warriors bench players. 
uh, and I think that winds up being a, a difference uh, in this ball game. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight. Nine five seven nine five seven zero. It is Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game Hornets one hundred six, Warriors one hundred two. As Golden State dips to eleven and two on the season, they'll be in Brooklyn on Tuesday, uh, and that'll be a game uh, obviously that you can hear right here on ninety five seven. The game. All right, a, a lot of, of key decisions and 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 you know rotation issues and substitutions to discuss following this one. Let's go ahead and turn it over to the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. want to make sure we play that a little bit earlier than normal tonight here on Warriors Wrap-Up as uh, all of the pertinent questions were asked with respect to this one. Uh, Here's the head coach from Charlotte. I just never got any traction in the game whatsoever. Never made a a stand uh, defensively and never got any rhythm offensively. So um, they, they just outplayed us. You know, they held us to 14 in the fourth quarter. They made 14 threes, um, so they were they were the better team. I thought our shot selection was really poor. I thought we got really rushed. Um, I don't. I didn't feel like we had the same uh, spacing and and trust and just in terms of moving the ball. And uh, I'll have to watch the tape, but um, you know, we just we never really did get much of an offensive rhythm um, in the game, but it's especially there in the fourth quarter. Steve, what was the reason to go back to Kavon? Uh, because he's one of our best players and he, uh, you know, we, we, we weren't really doing much um, at either end. And so we knew he would solidify the defense. And then we, we thought we could uh, get, get some people open with his screening, but uh, uh, that was part of the problem. We, we were searching for combinations all night. And uh, when you, when you never really get that traction, you're, you're, you're left kind of searching and, so that's what it felt like tonight. We were we were searching for 48 minutes. We just didn't have it. Do you feel that as a coach, you kind of tilt towards more towards defense in a situation like that, where you feel like you know you can't really think of defense versus overall? Every game is different. Just depends on on the game. Lots of times the answer is both. But when you go through a fourth quarter like that, how much of that is is your offense? Like you're talking about the shot selections. How much of that is, is some Charlotte's doing defensively? No, they did a good job defensively. They were all over Steph. I thought they forced some uh, some tough shots from him. Um, and uh, again, we um, you know we we play um, a, a lot of basketball with the lineups that we had on you know, on the floor in the fourth. Um, and the reason it works is we the ball moves and we set screens and we really uh, trust one another. And it just felt like we were in a rush and uh, just forcing shots rather than uh, creating creating them. Is that all good after uh, a little handed on him on that rebound? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. How did you feel Steph played overall? Not his best game, obviously. You know, he uh, he struggled from the floor. Um, he fought. He competed like crazy and. Uh, you know, but three for 13 from the three-point line. I thought he, he took a lot of difficult ones and, uh, you know, just didn't didn't get the rhythm. But a lot of that was our offense. Never never found the rhythm either. Before you even mention the offense, you mentioned maybe not one of your best defensive games either. What would you see on that end of the court for you guys? Way too many three-pointers. Uh, transition was bad. Um, you know, too lackadaisical um, in transition running back. Um Again, never, never quite making a stand and, and you know, making a, a, our opponent feel us. Um, it, we, it felt like a game 
it felt like a team that hadn't been on the road in a couple of weeks and forgot how connected you have to be, how hard you have to compete. Um, so again, um, Charlotte outplayed us. They deserve the credit and uh, we got to, we got to bounce back. See, following up on that, aside from Kamiga's stretch in the first half there, it looked like the bench guys really struggling tonight, having tonight so well at home. What did you think? Well, you know, Damian Lee's been out for a few games. He looked rusty to me. He had some good looks in the first half that didn't go. Um, and then we just, you know, that first game on a, on a road trip is often like that. You know, you, you fly across the country, um, you know, you, you, you're in a different gym, different environment. Shots don't go in. Um, it's just, you know, the way it is. So nine for 39 from the three-point line. Um, a lot of good looks. Um, the ball's got to go in, and tonight it didn't go in. Pat, I still had a chance at the end, though. I had to tie up and Draymond jumping against Terry Rozier. Did you think at that point you were maybe going to go with OT? Uh, well, we had a chance. I thought Draymond and Andre made a fantastic play, uh, trapping him. Um, and, uh, Rozier made a great play on the, on the jump ball. And, uh, and they got a couple more free throws and went ahead four. obviously we couldn't score on the, after the timeout and that was it. But, uh, again, they, they outplayed us. I mean, you look at the numbers, they shot 48%. We, we were the number one defense in the league coming in. It, it didn't look like it tonight. We weren't connected. Um, we didn't string together stops, um, way too many wide open three point shots. I thought we played hard, but I didn't think we competed. I think there's a difference. Um, you know, you've got to be connected. You've got to be aware. We got back cut three times at the beginning of the second half. I took a quick timeout. So we were, we were not, um, on top of our games. Yeah. Kaminga was great. You know, he's, uh, he's really impressive out there. Um, you know, gave us good minutes. Um, he's, he's active, he's athletic. What I like about him, um, more than anything is he, he defends without fouling. You know, he, uh, he doesn't reach a lot of rookies will reach and try to make spectacular plays. He really trusts his athleticism and his strength. And, uh, and he, he made a real impact out there in his minutes. So good stuff. Yeah. I mean, we, we had him on DeRozan the other night, you know, we're going to keep putting him on, on, um, you know, the, the, the best players out there because he's got the uh, physicality and the speed athleticism to, uh, to do that. And as I said, he doesn't foul. So he's, uh, he's, he's really um, got a chance to be special defensively. We saw Mike Brown was pretty animated during that timeout in the second yeah yeah again you know we were all we were doing everything we could to try to get the guys going and uh and find that traction that we were looking for and uh we uh we just never could find it but yeah mike was doing his best i was doing my best and uh some some nights uh you know it's it's just not going to happen but uh, like i said i thought the guys played really hard it's not about effort, uh, more about execution and competing together. Um, and like I said, you know, you go out on the road for the first time in a while, maybe you have a little false sense of security after, you know, seven straight home wins. And uh, so we've got we've to learn from it. All right, so Steve Kerr there, uh, given his thoughts on the loss tonight, 106-102 Hornets over the Warriors in Charlotte. So the Warriors 0-1 on the four-game road trip. Uh, a lot of different things that, that Steve Kerr touched on there. Uh, the, the offense obviously steals the, the headlines 
on a night where you shoot 42% and 9 of 39 from three-point range. Uh, but he, he wasn't really pleased with the defense either, uh, allowing too many good looks from three. Uh, LaMelo Ball uh, got it rolling from three. I think some of those shots are, are shots that you're willing to give him, but but he w- was very comfortable uh, early on in the game. And then and then Terry Rozier was able to make some, some shots. Kelly Oubre even uh, knocked down a, a couple uh, before Kelly Oubre uh, had one of the more boneheaded ejections that you'll ever see uh, in this game. My goodness. Uh, early in the fourth quarter, gets a bucket, picks up a couple of technical fouls, boom, boom, uh, hit the showers, uh, he was told tonight. Uh, but even Ubre knocked down a couple of threes and, and, and had another hoop before that, uh, before he was tossed out of, of the ball game. But, uh, yeah, just just kind of an uneven performance uh, for the Warriors in this one. Uh, and it felt a lot of different times like this was a game that, that the Warriors were, were going to steal, to be honest. It, it you know, Hornets got it rolling early. Warriors were just kind of hanging around, and you kept thinking, boy, if, if Steph has one of those little four- or five-minute stretches where he can go nuclear, uh, the game would, would flip, and, and the Warriors would, would be able to maybe walk out of Charlotte with a win. And, and then I, I think the narrative kind of shifts at that point if you want, if, when you win games like that. And so often in the heyday of the Warriors' championship runs, you'd see them play games like they did tonight, but they would come up with one or two big-time plays at the end of a game. Somebody would hit a big shot. They'd win, and then the, the, the conversation after the game would be about how they won and how miraculous it was and, and how special it was that they won in the big moments and and not maybe focus on some of the things that, that they didn't do well that put them in a position to where it was even a game that, that was a 50-50 game down the stretch. So I, I thought the fact that the game was as close as it was was actually a, a, a testament to the Warriors' overall talent level, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, that it still was a, a close game when they were shooting as poorly as they were, when when they were allowing Charlotte to, to get open looks from three and, and get out in transition, when they did have seven turnovers in, in the first quarter, although they cleaned it up for a good two-quarter stretch, but but the turnover issues popped back up late in the third quarter and, and, and early uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's interesting when you look at it uh, and what Steve Kerr had to say about uh, being on the road for the first time in a couple of weeks, and 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 maybe there was just an adjustment uh, to force uh, that that needed to be there uh, for for this team. Getting used to to teams giving you that that best shot, maybe a little bit more consistently uh, when you're on the road, as opposed to to being at home, where you always know at some point in the game you're going to get the energy. Uh, from that crowd or from a player that that's energized, a bench player that that comes off and and, and makes a play uh, and, and is able to to contribute and and have just kind of the the infectious run uh, that, that that can you know send a game off uh, in a different direction. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. The four one five checking in on the text line. Uh, a couple of people checking in on the text line with issues. Uh, on the jump ball with Draymond Green, and we are going to hear from Draymond Green coming up uh, in in the second segment. Uh, 
with respect to the jump ball uh, either coming a little too quick or, uh, as the 415 says, did you notice the jump ball, the referee threw the ball uh, towards Charlotte? Not necessarily the best toss. Not the best toss. I will say that, although that is one of the more difficult things to do, uh, I think, for an official. Uh, But, yeah, it looked like Draymond, and we'll have to hear from him, but it it just looked like Draymond wasn't ready. Got got caught off guard, uh, was was a beat slow, basically, in, in reacting. And uh, it's funny, they, they wound up with the Warriors in a, in a jump ball late uh, in the ball game in February that Charlotte was able to win with Terry Rozier making big plays down the stretch, and it, it winds up happening again, another jump ball uh, down the stretch with, with Terry Rozier uh, highly involved uh, in the outcome when, when offense was hard to come by both ways. Uh, offense was hard to come by. But just a little bit more for Charlotte as they uh, are able to score 19 to the Warriors, 14. Yeesh, 14 in the fourth quarter after 27, 30, and 31 uh, through the first three quarters. Warriors had 88 going to the fourth, 88 points going to the fourth, and they wind up with just the 14 in the fourth, and they wind up uh, losing this game. 707 uh, on the text line, do you think? This is a byproduct of living and dying by the three. Uh, no, I mean, look, the Warriors, you know, if anything, I think you could look at the fact that they, they did a nice job as the game went on uh, as far as evening up the, the overall field goal attempts. But, but there has been an early trend that when the Warriors have gotten into the 40s and even pushed 50 in terms of their three-point attempts, they have been more successful. And uh, you, you look at tonight uh, overall – uh, they wind up with 90 field goal attempts in total, and 39 of the 90 uh, wound up being from, from three-point range. So they, they shot more twos than threes in, in the game tonight. And there have been some games where they've shot more threes than twos, and, and those games have actually been pretty successful for the Warriors. I think, one, you're taking more because you're a little bit hotter on that given night. Maybe that wasn't the case as, as much tonight. But I also think teams are trying to take the three-point shot away from the Warriors uh, as, as much as they possibly can because I think other teams around the league are sensing that the Warriors really have more players up and down their rotation, up and down their lineup uh, that have the ability to, to beat you from three-point range. So I, I think even more than maybe in in years past, and especially the last couple of years when the Warriors didn't have a lot of shooting with, with some of the, the lesser talented teams that they've had, it, you know, you're, you're more apt to live with some guys taking some threes. I think for this team, the opponent always going to be focused on trying to make life as difficult as possible on Steph Curry, and, and the Hornets do deserve credit, as Steve Kerr mentioned, for, for that. Uh, but I, I think because there are so many different players that can hit threes for the Warriors right now, uh, it's a situation where teams are really trying to take that away uh, and and make life more difficult. But but I'll say this, you know, Damian Lee was 0 for 4 from 3, and he kind of exemplifies the whole night from, from the Warriors, I think, from three-point range because he had a lot of open looks, hadn't played in a few games, maybe doesn't quite have the legs, and if he knocks down a couple of those, uh, maybe we're having a, a different conversation uh, at that point. If Jordan Poole, two for eight, some good looks. Uh, you know, Steph, I thought, as Steve Kerr mentioned, took some, some more difficult shots. 
uh, it, 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 than, than maybe he needed to. But, but look, he's Steph freaking Curry. Like, we can quibble about, hey, the bench didn't do this, and Steve Kerr could have played another offensive player down the stretch as opposed to Looney or, or maybe Gary Payton the second uh, in a close game uh, as opposed to playing for the, for the defense. But, but here's the bottom line. You got to look at your best players. And, you know, Steph Curry gets the platitudes and, and the accolades, and deservedly so. I think he's probably going into tonight and coming out of tonight, still atop the, the MVP ladder here in the first four weeks of the season. But some nights, even the, the potential future MVP and a guy that's already got two in his bag has a night where he doesn't knock down shots, and that goes to part of the reason why you lose the game. And, and so you got to look uh, at, at your best players, uh, I think, first and foremost. And, and tonight was a night where you know, Steph Curry didn't have it. And, and tonight was also one of those nights where you know, anytime Steph Curry doesn't have it, I think the, the Warrior fan base likes to look around and say, oh, well, Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins, well, you know, what did Wiggins do? You know, what did Wiggins do? Did, you know, where did the secondary scoring come from? Well, Wiggins pitched in 28 tonight on 12 and 19. So, uh, you know, tonight's one of those nights where, you know, they just didn't have anybody else do anything uh, as far as as offense. You know, Draymond, not a night where Draymond gave you two. He attacked the basket a couple of times, knocked down a three. Draymond had 11, but there wasn't, there wasn't that guy that efficiently came up uh, among any of the players off the bench and really did anything beyond Kaminga, and it was all it was all layups and, and, and transition, couple of transitions, one a great feed where he's under the basket, and then he had the great spin move uh, for for eight points uh, in his uh, very quick four of six. Uh, so you know, Kaminga gave him an impact. And but but there just wasn't that that shooting barrage that we've seen. Nobody for the Warriors off the bench knocked down a three in this in this ball game tonight. You add it up. You look at the the Damian Leo for four. Bielitsa was zero for two. Otto Porter missed a couple. Zero for nine for the bench uh, in terms of three point shooting. And that wound up putting the Warriors a little bit uh, behind the eight ball. All right, 888-957-9570. We'll hear from Draymond Green coming up here. Uh, More text messages. Uh, We'll take some phone calls as well uh, as the Warriors lose on the road for the first time this season, 106-102. The final, you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. This year's... Plumley on Iguodala, leaves his feet, passes outside to Rozier, squeezes by Curry, up and under in traffic, no good, Curry got the rebound, Curry's got a three on two, pulls up, great bounce pass, Kuminga filling the right lane, goes in and scores, Warriors take the lead and Charlotte wants time. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. One of the bright spots for the Warriors tonight, Jonathan Kaminga in the rotation for the second consecutive game and making an immediate impact as he wound up with nine points on four of six shooting, uh, one of three from the free throw line as he got fouled right before the half, attempting uh, about a two-thirds of the court shot, uh, one of the more uh, boneheaded fouls that, that you'll see uh, in, in the NBA probably this season. Unfortunate for Kaminga, he goes to the line and makes only one of three. 
but uh, a plus 11 tonight for Jonathan Kuminga, and, and he really helped the Warriors uh, when he got that, that first-half run. Uh, I, I think that run was better than the run that he had even in the ball game on Friday night. Much more impactful uh, and and really just simplifying the game, right? Uh, being in the right spot uh, to to hit a, a layup off a pass, running the floor. His defensive effort, I, I thought, was was excellent, and and he's just the kind of guy. And I mentioned this in in the last segment that that. The, the positive vibes from him, it's it's infectious because you, you can sense and see the athleticism when you're out there. And, you know, he, he's just he just pops to put it to put it bluntly when when you're watching the game. Like, who's that guy? And, and what's he going to do with the ball uh, in his hands? And, you know, if he gets it and, and he's out there playing defense. And, and so, you know, one of the big questions was going to be, Hey, how is Steve Kerr going to keep him in the rotation when Damian Lee comes back, and 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 when maybe you want to get when you have a full lineup of, of players available? And, and Steve Kerr played eleven tonight, uh, and the answer is you, you put him out there, and you put him out there basically at the five. Uh, you look at the lineups, and you can quibble about was it Otto Porter, was it was it Jonathan Kaminga, who was the four, who was the five, but but Kaminga w- was at the five during that 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 first run. Uh, basically, uh, when he came in right at the end of the first quarter for defense and then stayed out there in, in the second quarter, uh, he was out there with, with Draymond Green and Wiggins and Steph Curry and, and, and Jordan Poole, and he continues to earn the minutes, and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, look, I, I said it right off the top and you know, correctly uh, identifying this. The Warriors are not going to play young players unless they earn the minutes. And, and they feel that they're good enough and deep enough to not have to. Uh, but Steve Kerr went out of his way to point out the fact that Jonathan Kaminga earned, based on uh, some scrimmage time on Thursday, the the ability to play in the game against Chicago on Friday. And because he played well in the game against Chicago on Friday, he was going to have to keep giving him more opportunities to get out there. And that meant tonight. And then he doubled down on it again, saying, hey, he's going to guard some of the better players in the game because of the athleticism and the skill set that he has defensively. So uh, on a night where the Warriors lose, on a night where it was a little bit clunky offensively, on a night where Stephen Curry didn't have uh, the MVP Steph level uh, performance uh, that that we've all grown so accustomed to, uh, Jonathan Kaminga is a bright spot because he continued to, to show himself to be more playable, and, and I and I'll say it you know, right off the top right now. Like he's he's ahead of where I think a lot of people thought he would be uh, to to this point. You know, coming back from injury and, and and working his way back in. And if he can defend and and make layups and run the floor and and not try to do too much, he's somebody that Steve Kerr can put out there because there are so many uh, there are so many players that just aren't going to be match up, especially the bigger you go with him uh, in the lineup. He, he's a four five. I said it the other night, like he's a four five, like he's not a wing necessarily. He's a, he's a big, and that doesn't mean he can't switchably guard multiple positions defensively, but the reality is he's a big, I, I think at, at this point, uh, it, it was, and, and only as his career goes on, I think it's even going to become 
where you know he will physically mature even more. And so I I, th- I think of him as a four or five uh, moving forward, a, a, a small ball five, uh, and somebody that could be really 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 a weapon uh, defensively uh, moving forward. We're going to hear from Draymond Green in just a moment, 888-957-9570. Let's get to Robin, though, in San Francisco up next here. Hey, Robin, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on? Hey, John. I I don't have anything uh, to offer real insightful. I did want to call and say um, when when you're flat, when you lose, you just lose. Sometimes you know there's no yeah. specific reason. And I want to, and I want to thank you for really, you know, putting that in perspective. You're all by yourself doing this show, doing co- context, you know, providing contact, uh, content, and context. And I hope people are really listening. I do want to say this: that um, you know. Tonight showed where we really need the bench, and you're right. You know, if we lose against the Nets, here comes here come the naysayers. It's coming, John. Oh, Kerr's not doing this. Oh, Wiggins is not doing that. You know it's coming, okay? And so <laughs> people think, oh, when Clay comes back, it's going to be okay because he's going to be the second score, the third score. Well, every time you implement somebody into a lineup, there's bumps. You correct me if I'm wrong. There's going to be bumps on the on the on, you know, every time somebody has to come in. Wiseman, there's going to be bumps. They still got to learn to play together. All the turnups, turn uh, turnovers, I think, are a result of learning of still how to play together. We got off to this fast start, and everybody's ahead of themselves. But I thank you. I thank you for trying to do the best you can to reel people back in. And also, a shout out to my boy Nick Fredell for also trying to do so. Have a great evening, sweetie. Yep, appreciate it, Robin. 888-957-9570. Robin's line uh, open for you. It is Warriors wrap-up. John Dickinson here on 95.7 The Game. Hornets beat the Warriors tonight 106-102. to, to 102. Look, I, I think tonight's the kind of game where it, it almost does more harm in terms of the conversation surrounding this basketball team if they do win it when they don't play well because then they don't have to acknowledge some of the things that they didn't do well. <laughs> and and I think, you know, a lot like when they lost the Memphis game, they very easily could have won that Memphis game. And then it's, oh my gosh, how'd they win it? And everything's great. And boy, this team's going to win 60 games. And you know what? Maybe they wind up winning 55 or 60 games. But but to Robin's point, on a number of different fronts, yes, there will be an adjustment when Clay Thompson comes back. Warriors are going to be better for it, I think, in the long run. Yes, there will be an adjustment when James Wiseman comes back. I think Wiseman and the Warriors are going to be better for that in the long run. And he's going to have to earn his minutes just the way Jonathan Kaminga uh, has earned his minutes. And the same is going to go for Moses Moody if he finds himself at some point down the line uh, in the, the, the rotation for, for the Warriors. But uh, it, it's the kind of game where, you know, I, I think it does. Look, I'm not, and I'm also, I'll say this. I'm also not worried about the naysayers. Like the, the whole naysayers thing is, is irrelevant at, at this point. Uh, and, and you're right. Warriors lose to Brooklyn. Then all of a sudden it's going to be, well, who'd they beat? But, but you know what? That, that stuff's going to take care of itself. Uh, this team's 11 and two. Uh, all right. Uh, even if they are 11 and three and I'm, look, I'm not counting them out any game the way that they've played. They, they could go to Brooklyn and win. They could go to Brooklyn, clean it up, play better than they did tonight. And, walk out of there with a win, and then all of a sudden it's, wow, there's the first signature win 
for this team this season or, or the signature win at the top of the list and it wipes away uh, a ball game to, like tonight where, where they didn't play as well and they didn't shoot uh, as well. Uh, the bench, look, this whole thing is a work in progress. That's probably the best way I can put it. As smoothly as it's gone to this point, we're still learning, and I said this on the pregame show, we're still learning about this team. What types of teams are going to give this, this Warriors team problems? Where are they going to slip up against middle-of-the-pack kind of teams? And I think Charlotte's a middle-of-the-pack kind of team. You know, They hadn't really played a road game against a middle-of-the-pack team yet. They, they played the Lakers, who you know, believe they're a contender. They really aren't right now, but they're not a middle-of-the-pack team. You know, Sacramento is probably a bottom-tier team that, that sometimes plays like a middle-of-the-pack team. Warriors handled their business, and OKC, while they've had some nice wins against some other teams, you know, they're, they're a bottom-feeder. And and so you go there, and, and you, know, you take a good shot in that game, uh, but, but you wind up Flipping the script on them late third, early fourth quarter, you walk out of there with a with, with a win, you move on. There there haven't been a lot of the games against opponents like this Charlotte team with some some NBA players, some veterans, some guys that can do some things, uh, you know, in an environment where you know you're playing on the road and maybe you, maybe you do have a cold shooting night. How do you figure out ways to win? It, it's all part of the growth process for this team. You want to go through that growth process, though, from a position of advantage. And because the Warriors were able to stack so many wins to this point, they can take the L tonight and move on to Brooklyn. And you see what happens in Brooklyn. And if they lose that game, well, you know what? You go win in Cleveland. You go win in Detroit. You come back, you're 13-3. and And at that point, you're 13-3 and at that point. That's, that's excellent. That's you know you're on pace to do something really really special. So you know one loss against Charlotte where you don't make some shots and you're still in the game and, and maybe you choose to go defense instead of offense and and, it, and you know it winds up costing you. So be it. it, it it's November fourteenth. All right, let's hear from Draymond Green uh, following this ball game. Uh, still time to sneak in some phone calls. Uh, what happened on on the jump ball, and what happened in this Warriors loss tonight? Uh, here, here's Draymond addressing all of that. I think we just didn't move the ball. You know, we a team that's predicated on ball movement, and we didn't do a good job of that. Not only in the fourth quarter, but all night. So we need to be better there. And you know, there's no worry or concern. We'll be better. And it's crazy because we had 31 assists. But the ball movement still wasn't the way it needed to be. And, you know, we'll improve that or get back to how we were moving the ball. Oh, yeah, you're still talking. Yeah, it is what it is. I got to get the I gotta get the tip. Life goes on. What's he talking about? Uh, he's just telling us, like, I'm, 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 a, I'm a throw the ball all the way to the top. It's going all the way. Bow! Like, oh, shit. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it is what it is. Like I said, I got to get that that jump ball, regardless of what the situation is. It's not his fault. That's not me. What's first couple times you felt like you guys were looking for traction all night, trying to find traction? You, could you feel that? On the floor? Yeah, um, especially defensively. Uh, the, you know, you're just kind of looking for to string some stops together, and I don't think we ever really did that. Um, so, yeah, definitely were, but it is what it is. Is that harder to do after two weeks at home and in the red for the first time? It's different. You know, um, winning games on a road requires a different level of intensity, a different level of focus uh, than it does at home. You know, so you get off to some slow starts at home and 
you know, you can bounce back. You got the crowd on your side. Uh, I don't think we necessarily got off to a slow start, but we didn't. We never really put our imprint on the game. <clears throat> and when you don't, uh, the game can go either way, as tonight did. So need to understand that on the road, you have to come out and you have to make a, make a statement right away. Um, get the tempo and the pace where you want it at, get stops. Uh, and we never did that. So we got to be better there, but figure it out. So what, our third road game of the year or something like that? So we'll figure it out. Do you feel like the spacing was an issue down the stretch with Steve obviously made a lot of the same defensive Uh No, I don't think spacing was an issue. We still got some good looks. I think our defense was the issue. You're playing against a set defense all night. It's different, you know. So your defense can help your offense. All of a sudden you're getting points in transition. You're getting kick out threes, not tougher threes. Uh that's kind of where the magic happens for us at when we get stops and we push the pace. So I don't think it was necessarily spacing, but I would have to go back and watch the film. It didn't feel like that to me, but it could be. I think he has a lot to offer to this team. Uh, he was incredible in his minutes tonight. Uh, you know, I think those minutes will continue to grow. Uh, if he continues to play that way, you know, and I have no doubt in my mind that he will, uh, and, you know, he'll get smarter and he'll figure more and more stuff out as he continues to play. So, uh, great minutes we're getting from him uh, these last couple games. And like I said, I think that'll continue to grow. And I have no doubt in my mind he'll get better and better. He guarded the What has he shown you? Uh, I mean, that's, I have no doubt in my mind that he can check just about anybody. Uh, he has the size, has the strength, um, has the quickness, has the length. You know, he everything you want in a defender, he kind of has. So, you know, he's going to be a hell of a defender. And... You know, as he figure out angles and, you know, figure out what guys like to get to, all those different things, it'll get it'll continue to get better and better. So I love that he's taking on those challenges. Uh, you see some guys shy away in moments like that. He's not shying away from those challenges at all, and it's beautiful to see. Steve said he had a really good last week or so. Uh, where have you seen him take the biggest step? Well, I think the injury definitely set him back. Uh, I thought he was having an incredible camp and an incredible preseason, and then the injury happens. Um, I think his focus is, is growing, and that's important, especially for a young guy. Um, the focus is growing. He's he's figuring more and more things out on both sides of the ball. Um, what I what I would like to see more is him getting downhill, but that'll come with time. You know, you don't want to get him out there, get the force and stuff as soon as he starts playing. So, but I think that's that's another level to his game that will come as he gets more and more comfortable because when he's playing downhill, he's tough to guard. Draymond, you've seen LaMelo now a couple of times in the last 10 days or so. What what do you think of him as a, as a young player in this league? Extremely gifted. Um, you know, he is a, a, a very good floor general. You know, he shot the ball extremely well in that first half. And, you know, he give, he gives these guys confidence. You know, when, when he's out there on the floor, they have a different confidence. So, you know, it's good to see from a young guy uh, who kind of commands the respect of his teammates the way he does. And, you know, you can see the way they respond to him, that everyone's looking to him. And it's, it's uh, you know, it takes a special person, a special um, player to be in his second year, in the beginning of his second year, and kind of getting the respect that he gets from those guys. So it's good to see. First time you guys see KD in a more normal setting. Are you looking forward to the environment? Is that the headline? To Tuesday is the first time we see KD in a normal setting. I'm looking forward to seeing my brother.
<laughs> Good stuff from Draymond. And, yeah, uh, that will be uh, the headline, uh, I think, over the course of the next 48 hours or so as the Warriors uh, head to Brooklyn and, and take on the Brooklyn Nets uh, on Tuesday as this uh, road trip continues. Uh, a lot of thoughts from Draymond there on, on Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, no doubt in his mind that, that he can check anybody uh, in this league. And, yeah, the Warriors have deployed him uh, against uh, DeMar DeRozan, and he was on the ball uh, in, in the game uh, tonight uh, in, in some situations. And, and so we'll see what, what happens as far as Tuesday. Are you going to get a little run on KD? Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought you know Jonathan Kaminga, big-time bright spot, uh, and I think high praise as far as the defense – and the ability to to defend, uh, as uh, you know, Draymond said right there, everything you want in a defender, he has. He's going to be a hell of a defender as he figures out angles, figures out uh, what guys like to do, all those different things. It will continue to get better and better. High praise indeed from one of the the best defenders in the history of the game uh, about the young fella who who did have a, a nice game even in defeat uh, for the Warriors tonight. Eight at eight nine five seven. 9570. John Dickinson on Warriors wrap up here on 957 the game. A few more minutes. We'll hear from Steph. Uh, before we get out of here, we also got the Steph Curry uh, three point update brought to you by Masterclass. Uh, and Steph now up to with the three for 13 tonight. Uh, Steph Curry now up to 67 made threes this season. Uh, not the best night overall for Stephen Curry. Again, you mentioned the 3 for 13, 7 of 22 overall. Uh, and uh, Steph now with 67 total threes on the season. Masterclass lets you learn from over 100 world-class instructors anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Get 15% off your annual membership at masterclass.com slash the game. Uh, Draymond also weighing in there on the toss. Yeah, it, it, it just it, it caught him when he wasn't ready. And, and I guess he said the ref was uh, you know, talking to, to, to the guys, I'm going to throw it high, I'm going to throw it high. And then as Draymond said, all of a sudden the ball was in the air. Uh, I, I like Draymond you know, acknowledging he got thrown a little bit there, wasn't, wasn't ready, whatever, but also saying in the same point, hey, I got to win that tap. Like, like no question, I got to win that tap against Terry Rozier, uh, and and he does need to win that tap uh, under any circumstances against Terry Rozier. All right, uh, before we get out of here, let, let's hear from Steph. Uh, rough night for him shooting the basketball uh, back in his hometown uh, as he finished with twenty four points. Uh, here is number thirty after this one. Yeah, offensively it was it was a tough night. Um... Obviously, we didn't shoot the ball well from three, but uh, I think some of the shots, I'll say I took. You know, obviously, I think I can make them all. You got to understand the flow of the game a little bit when it's not going um, your way throughout the game, especially against an athletic defense like them. We can make them work a little bit more. So, once, you know, two or three of those possessions back, but we fought hard. It's the, the league, and, you know, they. He made some shots down the stretch. Obviously, Terry got got loose in the second half, but uh, it's one of those we just didn't have that oomph uh, coming out the gate, and yeah, obviously showed. Do you think spacing with the problem with stretch on the team? Obviously, maybe some defensive related uh, lineup choices. 
I got to look at the, the the film to kind of see because, you know, the Memphis game, whatever it was, six games ago, you know, we struggled with spacing and then we looked at it and corrected it and we kind of went on a run. Uh, you know, that, that homestand, everybody being in the right space and everybody being a threat, they do a lot of switching. And so if you don't have, you know, people occupying the right spots, you can't really get any momentum because every defense is right in front of you. It's what we what we're really good at defensively. So I think we wanted it so bad. I wanted it so bad. I started to rush a little bit, knowing you know, they have bodies everywhere. So got to make adjustments like that on the fly, depending on how the game's going. And I didn't do that. I know you finished the game, but you're gonna have to play mellow on it. Just kind of like that. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. It was a little knock, but I'm fine. Steph, you mentioned wanting it so bad. I know you've been disappointed you haven't been able to play here regularly the last three of the last four times. Can you speak a little more about that? Just wanting to play in front of the home. You had a lot of fans here, obviously. It's always special. There's no, no secret about that. And there's good energy in here. I saw a lot of Davis and Red and Warrior Blue. So you feed off of that. And Coach says a lot uh, the show will happen. You know, if we make the right decisions, don't turn the ball over things, uh, we, we, you know, we control most of the possessions. And that's kind of what I was hitting at where, you know, it wasn't like we just had it going all night and you can start to play at that pace and start to fling it a little bit. Got to be a little bit more thoughtful around how uh, we try to create shots off of those possessions. I got roped into it a little bit, just trying to go for those daggers a couple times, you know, even though I didn't really have it. So good learning lesson in the early part of the season, especially on the road when I'm familiar with the surroundings here, but it's hard to win on the road. We we, we know that. So were they doing anything? You can tell a lot of one that. No, I mean, just bodies, just in terms of switching where you come off a screen, there's – they try to keep everything in front, so it's not right. You can create an easy, you know, advantage where the ball starts moving and hopping, and you know, we create an open shot. Sometimes it requires a little dribble penetration, you know, with the right spacing. And in the first half, we we did a little bit better. Uh, we just didn't make anything. And in the second half, it was both. We didn't make anything, and we didn't create good shots. So it's, it's hard to win down the stretch when you score. I mean, they only scored 19. We scored 14 in the fourth quarter. It's kind of ugly both ways, but it's hard to win on the road like that. Yeah. Uh, it's what he's been, but he's obviously taking advantage of the opportunity knowing we've had a lot of guys playing well. We have a pretty you know deep roster, a lot of guys you can call on in that second unit. And he obviously dealt with the injury, so he couldn't really get those reps. But you have to be able to perform lights are bright, you know. And he's done that so far, so I'm sure he'll get, you know, more and more chances and it'll uh it'll be good for his confidence and just his ability to know he can contribute to winning basketball. Um and give us a different look. All right, some more thoughts there from Steph Curry on Jonathan Kaminga at the end. And, Steph, uh, I think the big takeaway uh, as far as Steph Curry postgame, uh, he said they didn't make the, the Hornets work enough defensively, took some quick shots, uh, I think took some bad shots. Steve Kerr talked about poor shot selection. Steph kind of owning it 
uh, when when asked uh, you know, about spacing and different things. Uh, and, and I thought one of the more pertinent quotes with respect to that, he mentioned the Memphis game where the spacing was not good. They were able to look at that, make some quick adjustments, and then boom, seven-game winning streak off of that. Uh, but Steph acknowledged the fact that he was rushing it tonight. He There were some, some good looks, some looks to where when he does get on one of those nuclear hot spells, he's able to make, and all of a sudden – the Warriors are, you know, from down four, they're up eight. Or from up two, they're up 12. And it would have been night-night for the Hornets at that point. Uh, but uh, sometimes those quick ones aren't falling, and, and it actually allows the, the opposition to hang in the game uh, a little bit. So, so, you know, I wouldn't go as far as to say live by the three, die by the three, because you're talking about the best three-point shooter in the history of the game. So if he feels like he can knock him down, you're going to live with Steph Curry uh, <laughs> knocking him down and, and, and trying to attempt to knock him down uh, at, at any point. But uh, tonight, a night where they, they just weren't falling and the Warriors didn't do enough other things well uh, to overcome the fact that he at 3 of 13 and the team at three at 9 of 39 uh, didn't hit enough of them uh, to win this one. Uh, tonight. All right, that'll do it. Uh, For me, Hornets get the win tonight. Thanks to uh, Sterling Bennett inside our San Francisco studios and everybody cutting highlights and and putting together these post-game press conferences uh, for you as well. Uh, Next ball game for the Warriors, 4.30 uh, on Tuesday, Warriors Live. That'll be with Damon and Ratto uh, at 3 o'clock on Tuesday. They'll have it for you uh, following a truncated edition of their show and then tip off uh, at 4.30 for the Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets. That'll do it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Hornets get the better of the Warriors tonight, 106-102. to And you heard it right here on your home for Warriors basketball. It's 95-7 the game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.